This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. Today is going to be all about building meaningful, like really, truly meaningful connections with your media contacts. One of the things I always talk to you guys about is niching down because um, you can form deeper connections with the contacts that will matter most to your clients and their industries. So when you have a narrow niche, you don't have to try to get to know everybody. So this has that added benefit of creating meaningful connections with the people on the other side, the gatekeepers that are going to matter most to you as you build your business, as you work to secure results for your clients. I love this topic because we want you to do everything you can very simply and easily to get better results. Um, It it aligns really well with the uh, path to profitability um, for pillars, which are awesome, which are strategy, sales, service, and scale. And when you have those amazing results, you can leverage those in order to scale. You will also keep your clients in the door so that they continue to roll over their contract. But when it comes to Um, building stronger and deeper media connections. We'll talk about these five tips today and talk about um, landing high impact uh, press features by nurturing these media relationships. So when a journalist knows you, your agency, your credibility, um, and they know the kinds of clients that you work with and the caliber of your work, your credibility, um, all of that gets them to pay attention to your pitches and they're less likely to just delete or scroll past it because they know who you are, what you're all about, what your clients are up to, and that your pitch is going to be relevant to them. And you can leverage these personal connections to score top tier placements, even if the editor moves. If they move between beats or they move to a different publication, the connection is with that journalist. So this has helped us tremendously because as they start to move around, you're still able to maintain those solid relationships you've built to benefit your clients, um, you know, in their current uh, role or any future roles that the media contact has. So here are the five ways that you can deepen your connections with your media contacts, foster truly meaningful relationships. Um, we want to talk about this because journalists, we have to keep in mind they're human, they're people, right? Like sometimes we feel like they're on this pedestal, like these great gatekeepers and you don't want to upset the journalists. You want to bother them. You don't want to annoy them. But, and we know the relationship should be primarily professional, but they should be a little personal too, because there's a human on the other side of that pitch, that other you know, side of that social media account, DM, the text you send if you have that kind of relationship, you know, don't hold them at arm's length in an effort to be super professional because you're missing that connection that will help you 
jump to the top of their mind when it's appropriate. Your connection to them is mutually beneficial when you look at it that way and you know that you're offering things that are relevant and timely and targeted and will help them do their job. That's a mutually beneficial relationship and it should be filled filled with genuine respect for them and friendliness with one another, just like a camaraderie and like a positive vibe, right? So a strong relationship with a journalist really can make or break your press coverage for a client. And having that deep personal connection will be the difference between landing top tier features and maybe getting your pitch deleted without a second glance. So relationships are a solid foundation that you can lean on. And when you get in that sales process, they still need to feel that the relationships we have will benefit them. When you have this kind of connection and like a deep understanding of what the industry is doing. Like with us, it's baby and kids on one side. We know the movers and shakers. We know who's pregnant. We know who plans to breastfeed. This is the level of, because it's so niche down, we don't have to know everyone. We just have to know the players in baby and kids and some lifestyle, but, you know, following them on social and seeing what's going on in their lives, whether they're pregnant, about to have a baby, nursing, We can send monitors, we can send breast pumps and know that they're going to receive it at the time in their lives when they actually need it, they can test it, and that is beneficial. So having that confidence that you know what's up, you're dialed into your space, is huge when you're looking to promote your services. So that's another benefit of it. But the first tip I have for you is that personalization is everything. We've mentioned it a million times, but this is the number one tip for connecting with journalists and editors in your niche because generic, impersonal pitches, those are immediately deleted. They're easy to reject. Um, Sometimes if they're really generic and it's a very obvious spray and pray, you might get like blocked. It's very easy for a journalist to just click block if they think a publicist is lazy and dialing it in. Um, you know, if you look like you're sending a pitch that is um, a mass pitch, even if that content is very relevant to them, they might reject it because they're going to feel that you have sent that to however many other dozen or hundred journalists, and now they're going to be looking at a pitch for a story angle that's going to be everywhere, and that doesn't benefit them. So, You want to inject your personality into your pitches, connect with your media contacts on a deeper level right off the bat. This is probably something you know. I'm probably not telling you anything you've never heard, but it's a reminder and it is something very easy to do. It will allow you to rise to the top above lazy publicists. So before you even pitch the journalist, you have to research them. And you have to look into their recent pieces, their articles, maybe they've moved from one publication to another, see if there's anything that you can comment on um, in the pitch itself or even on social so that they see your name and they see you engaging, and then connect that to your own pitch so that they know this person knows what I'm up to, they've checked into my content, this pitch is just for me. Like maybe they've sent it to other people, but this is not like a mass pitch spray and pray, it's relevant to me. They're acknowledging my other content. 
They know what I'm up to, so I'm going to pay attention. You're showing them you're plugged into the work that they're doing. You know their area of expertise, their voice. You respect their work. That goes a long way. This makes a huge difference. That's why it's number one, and that's why I stated it was my number one tip. But I think it's very important to just get that friendly little nudge in the right direction. Um, like I said, you can check their social, see what they're up to. Go as far as like congratulating them on like a kid's re- recent graduation. Maybe you see that they traveled somewhere, ask how their vacation went. If they're working on a big personal project, they move, they are doing a renovation, um, whatever it is, congratulate them, acknowledge them. It matters, you know, to show you respect, you care for them as a person, not just as a faceless gatekeeper that's just, you know, somebody you need to have them do a favor for you. That's not how you make a connection with a person. The second tip is communicate with them, but do not be overbearing. So you want to be on top of your game. You're very responsive. If they ask you to deliver, you do it immediately. So that means uh, replying to interview questions on time, even ahead of schedule, sending out samples as soon as you get the request, providing tracking, all of those things, fulfilling other um, requests for assets and things that will get them going before their deadline so they're not scrambling, waiting on you, going like, am I going to have to scrap this because this publicist is not getting back to me? I'm shocked when I hear that, but it does happen. Leaving an editor hanging makes it all too easy to just cut you from a feature. And you know they have a bunch of other pitches in their inbox that they can just plug right in. But you can over-communicate. And there's definitely a line you don't want to cross. So give that media contact time that they need to receive the pitch, to review what you've given them, to maybe consider it. Um, You follow up. You give them other things. They're not going to write the story tomorrow. Maybe they will. Probably not. Don't follow up immediately and being like, where's the link? You know, so you want to give them time and you don't want to be breathing down their neck, especially if the client's like, did they write it? Where is it? You need to chill your client out because the other thing is when clients start to demand that you manage your media relationships a certain way, the way they want, you're going to jeopardize those relationships. I had to part ways with a client who was asking us to call, like, call the shots. She even said to me, we call the shots. And I was like, you don't call the shots. You know, I don't call the shots. You got to play by the rules. You have to play nice. And when a client is pushing you to follow up, check in, blah, 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 what do they do? Change this link, direct it to us, have this be anchor text for SEO value. No, you have to say no because your contacts are going to be jeopardized. And these are relationships that are going to impact all of your other clients because again, you've niched down. So I think that's about managing expectations. But um, you can over-communicate. Do not follow up multiple times during each stage of that process because you're going to annoy and frustrate the media contact. They'll probably cut you or just ignore you. Maybe they won't even look at your pitches in the future. So Trust them to do their job and step in only when they request it or it's been kind of a reasonable amount of time. 
and you're wanting to follow up to ensure they have everything they need, or maybe something may have gone out and maybe you missed it. But before you check in with them, do a search and see if what you're looking for has already been published because they're not going to always take their time to get back to you and say, oh, here you go. Here's your, you know, the link to the feature on a silver platter. You can do obviously a media alert on your client's name or a certain topic, clients, competitors, see what's come out. Maybe the article came out and your client wasn't in it. You have to know about that too. Journalists won't always tell you, obviously. So do a search before you reach back out and make sure that you find it on your own or you don't see it so you can get back to them and and be fully informed. Trust them to do their job and don't be overbearing. So that's two. Three, engage with your media contacts on social. So this is part of the research um, when you're looking them up. But while you're there, seeing them on social media, hang out with them, engage with them while you're there. So don't just leave it as a simple follow. You want to like their content. You want to share their posts. Leave comments when you have something valuable to add and you're striking a conversation. The simple kind of like awesome work, a great piece, it's probably, or saying, love to speak with you about my client. That's not gonna cut it. So you wanna compliment their work, but go deeper into why you liked the piece or what um, resonated with you. And um, you know, don't use a shameless plug for your client. Just start a genuine conversation in the comments or in the DMs, whatever it is, whatever feels right to you. So uh, you want to just make conversation, have it be meaningful, you know, something that if it feels forced to you, maybe pick another um, article of theirs or another post that you instantly feel that connection of like, yeah, I can, I can have a conversation about this or like, oh, this resonates with me. Let me connect with them about this because that authenticity is going to come through as well. But one thing I will say is do not pitch the journalist on social media unless they have requested it. Sometimes in their bios, they will say, do not pitch me. Don't pitch in DM. Pitch me over email. Sometimes they'll say that. Sometimes they'll say, go ahead and send pitches, you know. Um, but the default should be not to pitch them on social media. We know that they are using social like Twitter and Instagram to amplify their stories, but probably not to collect new stories. So the only exception is if editors explicitly request pitches in a post or uh, or in their bio. If they say that, go for it. You know, now you know that they've requested it and you have a place to connect with them where they're going to see it and you have their ear. So that's always a positive, but they should request it either in a bio or like in a post. Um, So look at social as a place for building connections so that you keep your pitches confined to email and go that route unless you're really struggling. And then in that case, Um, sometimes I've found email details in their bios. The other thing you can do is maybe DM and confirm their contact information. Um, because then they'll see that you're probably going to be sending a pitch in the next day or so. And you've now confirmed that the contact is right, but don't send the pitch in the DM. 
the most I would do if they're not asking for pitches specifically over social is confirm their email and then pitch over email. Okay, so that's three. Number four, let's take that relationship to the next level. Take it offline. Okay, so most of our media contacts are going to be uh, online. Our connections will be online. If we're um, usually, even me, I'm in LA, um, my contacts are online. But if you're not based out of a major city, that's probably always going to be the case for you. But if you have the opportunity to bring your relationship offline, take it. So you can meet with local journalists for coffee when they're available or attend events. Um, Maybe something is going on at their office or you bring lunch to them, um, especially if they're relevant to your niche. And if you're traveling to a big city, um, you know, reach out and ask them to meet with you while you're in town, you know, because then at least you have a limited time that you can offer to them and uh, you can, you have a reason. Like, I'm going to be there. Can I take you out to coffee? Can I bring coffee to come up and meet with you? Um, And you can also connect with out-of-town editors at big industry events. Like, I know a lot of people are going to South by, people go to CES in Vegas in January. These are opportunities to check with your media contacts if you're going, be there, and um, see if they're going to be there and try to meet up while you're there. Maybe get their number, text them. Um, and always like offering something like um, offering transportation, you know, giving them a voucher for Uber or Lyft to come and meet you um, or to take you to take them to the event. You're going to pay their transportation. Um, and then along the way, you will see them at the event, you know, offer something like that. But your relationships will just naturally become deeper and more of a real authentic connection when you meet in person. You know, there's this element of feeling someone's energy, you know, that is hard to get through email. And if you can't be in the same city, ask for 15 minutes for a Zoom, just a a Zoom catch up. Can I get on your calendar 15 minutes? You can schedule it for 15 so they know it's a limited, like, I want to hear what you're working on. Not that I want to pitch you. I want to hear what you're working on and see how I can help you. And then you can send them a gift card to Starbucks. You can order something on Amazon, free shipping, send it to them, put a little note. Um, And just, it's a little something to get their attention. And you're asking for just a little, a bit, a little amount of their time. And the positioning is not, I want to pitch you. It's, Can I get some time on your calendar? Because I'd love to hear what you're working on to see how I can support you and see if I can offer any resources that might be of value to you, any contacts, connections, resources that could be valuable to you. You see the difference? And then maybe while you're on the phone with them, you know, if you happen to have a client that will help round out a pitch they have or is just in your niche, you can say, oh, by the way, if you're working on anything that would be um, a fit for XYZ, these are the kinds of clients I have, and now they're keeping you in mind. You see how that goes? The other thing, too, about getting together is, like, you can make a memory with them, you know, even if it's just coffee at a coffee shop or you have, like, a deep conversation. Ask questions, right? Don't talk about yourself. Don't talk about your clients. People really like you, when you ask them about themselves, 
You will make a connection when you show interest. Have it be genuine. Don't have it be fake or insincere, but cement those relationships with a memory that you can connect with them over for years to come. You know, like a little inside joke or something you laugh about, like bring it back up because that's where relationships quickly gel. You know what I mean? It's not like a transactional situation. It's like you guys are connected on like a personal level because you have something you can refer back to or joke about. You know, it's that thing that you come back to time and time again where you feel an actual connection to a person that's on the other side of maybe an eventual pitch that you will send. So that's four. Take your relationship offline. And if you can't be offline, ask for 15 minutes. And the fifth tip I have for you is be appreciative. Show your appreciation. So um, if this contact gave you and your client a media placement, make sure that they know you appreciate the opportunity. But the most important thing, the way you help them the most and the way you can best show your appreciation is sharing that content. So remember to share their article with your audience, your client's audience, leverage it. When you leverage it for the client, you are also driving eyeballs to that feature. That helps them so much because now they're seen by their publisher, if they're a freelancer or they're in-house, you know, they're an editor on staff. You are showing that publication that that writer can drive traffic and that helps them. It helps them get more assignments. It helps them with job security. Maybe there is an affiliate link if you have products that affiliate link generates more income because you're helping to drive traffic to it. And that income for the publication is going to help solidify that contact's job, which is better for you, right? You've made this great relationship and now you know that they're going to get to stay because they're getting a lot of traffic and traction with their articles. So tag them so that they see you um, and they see you sharing. Share it more than once. Share it on stories with a swipe up. Share it in your um, newsletter. Share it on your social um, platforms, Twitter. Tease out different facts about the article or different points and roll it out over time on Twitter. So you can send like a personalized thank you email, a handwritten note to their office. But um, if it's a large feature, like a business feature, client spotlight, you could send a gift like a small floral arrangement, maybe a curated gift basket, um, something that is special and personalized, not with their name per se, but like chosen for them. You know, when I got a Forbes feature, like a really comprehensive um, tip driven, like I was the expert sharing uh, how entrepreneurs, brands, and experts could do their own PR. It had my name. It had links to my website. It had a big, a couple big pictures of me. It was awesome. Um, I chose a beautiful, like three or $400 blanket from one of my clients. I asked her her colors. I said, if you had your preference for your home between these two colors, and she picked the color and I sent it to her and she got the gift and was like, this was so unnecessary, but knew that we appreciated her and what she was able to do for us and and you know and that feature still lives on 
you know, maybe if you connected with your contact um, and they told you they love coffee, they love like Colombian brew, whatever, and you remember that, send that to them as a treat. Um, you know, something that they totally love. It shows you're paying attention. They can't get enough of it. And keep up the gratitude after their article has been published. Um, keep sharing that article, even past that first published date. Comment on it. Um, give, you know, praise on their social media posts. Show them that you appreciate them. You admire their work, regardless of your client's involvement. You know, keep sharing and connecting and making that personal connection and they will see that it continues to be genuine you care as a person you're not bs you care to make their job um, easier you care to make them look good by leveraging their um features over and over again on social to, to continue to drive consistent traffic to it have your client continue to share it, that shows appreciation and it gets them seen to their publication. So um, those are my five tips. These are the things that are very simple to do. Let's cement these connections with your media contacts in the niche that are you know, going to move the needle on your business so that you can get your press coverage for your clients. That's what I have for you. Thank you so much for being here. Have a great rest of your week. I'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pitching Powerhouse podcast. If you're ready to up-level your pitching skills so that you can provide stellar services to your clients, you should think about joining the Pitch Lab. Check out the link in the episode description to learn more. So the Pitch Lab is this awesome, incredible monthly membership experience where you will get the proven formula for crafting PR pitches that actually convert and get tons of strategic, timely pitch angles so you never run out of pitch ideas again. Oh, and you also get access to incredible monthly execution plans that save you hours of time and include irresistible pitch angles that the media cannot ignore. With relevant and timely strategies and topics for PR coverage during current events, holidays, monthly awareness observances, say that fast three times, seasonal events, and more, you'll be able to create PR content that makes your clients stand out, even if you are new to PR. So check out the link in this episode's description to learn more. And as always, be sure to tune into next week for another incredible episode packed with the insights you need to become a pitching powerhouse.